Hello and welcome to the Delphian podcast. Delphian is an artist-led nomadic gallery focusing on emerging and early career artists. Each episode will feature a different art world practitioner, from artists and gallerists to collectors and curators. If you liked today's episode, please like, share and subscribe. Hello and welcome to the Delphine Podcast. I am Benjamin Murphy, as always, and as always, with me is Nick Jess Thompson. <laughs> All right. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Our guest today is Miranda Forrester. She creates multi-layered paintings that are often site-specific and that interact with the gallery in which they are presented. Her recent shows include the Babes Alternative Graduate Show at Copeland Gallery and is currently taking part in Ollie Epps' Plop Residency. Hi. Hello. <laughs> hello. 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 Um, big question to start with, one that we ask most people, why are you an artist? Why am I an artist? Um, I think I've always was drawn, painted, made work. Um, I didn't necessarily always know I was going to be an artist. I think I just uh, enjoyed it and that was something I would do. I thought I'd do something creative, but maybe not um, an artist. I think I was worried about how I would sustain myself. Um, I didn't know anyone that was an artist. I didn't really know how to go down that route. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think I need to make work and it's kind of, I think my work is important and I, th- I think, yeah, developing on that is, is like what drives me. So you went to art school? Yeah, 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 I went to Brighton. So you went to art school. At what point on the trajectory from going from school to college, maybe art school, did you think, A, I want to be an artist like full time? And then at what point did you think this is possible? Um, I think when I was in first year in Brighton, I don't know, I kind of deliberated a lot about going to art school because, you know, my, my family were like, you can just get a studio and paint, why do you need to go to, you know, spend all this yeah. money to go to art school? It's kind of finding it hard to justify it because I didn't really know why I needed to go, but I felt that I did. Um, and the idea of getting a studio and I just, all of that seemed so foreign, I didn't know how I would make that work. Um, so I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe I'll work in a gallery or work with like, kids or, or like a young people's program or something. And then, um, which I still like the idea of, but when I started, I was I kind of realised that this is what I want to do. And then, um, probably like towards the end of my degree, I started thinking this will be possible because seeing people who'd left the year before me, um, you know, go on and do well, and things were happening for them. So mm. I kind of thought they can do it. I can do it. So yeah. Why can't I? <laughs> yeah. So um, looking back, did you find uh, art school useful? Would you would you change that? Would you still have gone, or do you have, uh, do you think it was valuable? Yeah, I would definitely still have gone. Hmm. Um, I think maybe I didn't realise what I I was going to get out of it. I don't know. Like, there's still lots of things that I'm, I would definitely like have problems with art school, but. Overall, I'm so glad I went, and I still think I went to the right place. I don't think anywhere else would have been better for me. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it has given me the tools. What? Give us one of the problems. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so just diversity, basically, like in the staff and in the teaching, like the visiting lecturers and everything. Like loads of them were, were great, and I'm not, you know, just seeing them, but uh, they were all white, like eighty percent men. Um, I think we had like one or two artists that were queer. There was never any like, you know, it was kind of the same type of artist or kind of type of person that you was giving you feedback on your work. So generally I was getting the same feedback and then you don't feel like they necessarily 
get your work even though people can appreciate it and say like oh it's like a nice nude like painting and then me trying to explain that it's more than that and then there's just that kind of barrier there whereas like sometimes when I would have a woman artist not always but sometimes they would kind of straight away get it um and I think two just didn't understand how important that is maybe so that issue is kind of indicative of the art world in general right yeah it's not as diverse yeah. as it could yeah. be what do you think are the ways that that can be combated? Um, I think by making uh, an active decision to, you know, kind of like positive discrimination. So saying we're going to have X amount of black artists in this show or queer artists or whatever and, and not, you know, because people always say, oh, you can't do that because it should be the best people. And But like, you know, if all the curators are white or like maybe men, maybe they don't see the value in some artists and it's not necessarily that their work is not as good it's just that you don't understand it or don't value the type of work they're making so I think having like clear um yeah boundaries or like ideas about show like that it has has to be diverse and that you won't have a show where it is not diverse just making that a priority yeah mm-hmm. yeah so tell us about the bbz show yeah, that was, that was amazing. That's where we discovered your work. Well, it's where I discovered your work. I don't know oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it was the first time I'd seen it as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was great. Yeah, it was, thank you. It was amazing. It was the best thing I could have, like, ever had straight out of, like, graduating. Mm. Um, everything about it. I'd done loads of shows at uni. I kind of thrown myself in. I said yes to everything that came up. Applied for loads of things. Was really like keen on getting uh, exhibition experience, and then was spending a lot of money, like transporting works and. Um, I never, I never sold anything and it always felt a bit like uh, satisfying at the end. Like I felt like what have I even really achieved, like got out of that experience? And it was valuable. Like obviously all exhibition experience is good, but mm. this was so unlike anything I'd done before. You were just, just like the way we were treated, like we got paid an artist fee, like our travel was covered. Like we all, um, all had food together every day when we were installing. Um, mental health was in the like, health and safety like checklist when we were doing the installation um all these things that I'd never thought about before and like just assume that's the way it is like I'd always thought oh the installation process is always like a few days where I'm like not eating properly not sleeping properly you know <laughs> like you're just like on these long days just going out for food randomly in the day and then not eating for like eight hours and you're just drained and it was I mean it still is a bit like that but there was like times it was like right everyone is sitting down together and we're having lunch now and we've got it in and I know obviously that's like a privilege to be able to do that because they have funding but mm. um, yeah it was just new, like all that was new to me so that was great and then the, the, the actual show was amazing to be with nine other really great artists and to have that space where like, we're prioritised and yeah, yeah. Our, our work was like centre stage and everything we wanted we were allowed to express yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so um, at the moment, you're on the plot residency. Um, how's that going? Yeah, it's great. It's Yeah, it's it's different to anything I've done before. Um, so there's five of us, and we've got a huge room, and just kind of giving free reign to make anything we want. Um, so yeah, it's nice to interact with other people as well who... Uh, you may not have met before, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or we like, may not have crossed paths because our work is different, or... Hmm. Yeah. And how's the uh, being on residency? How's it affected your practice, or has it affected your practice? Yeah, too? it's making me work more. I think like quick, quick, more quickly. 
Um, and also having to multitask more, as usually I'd be a bit more, I don't know, lax. Like I, I usually only do one, work on one painting at a time because I find it hard to get into the headspace of another painting once, if I need to finish the one I'm doing on and then move on. Um, but when I'm in for like such a specific amount of time, because the way my schedule is at the moment, I'm usually in for like one day, the whole day, whereas usually I'd be in like most days for a few hours. So I'm having to do lots of things at once, um, which is, yeah, it's good. It's making me do things more because I've primed something and then usually I just leave and then come back the next day when it's dry. Whereas now, I'm like, mm, what should I do now? And then I'll do some more drawing or some painting on paper or, yeah, it's kind of pushing me in a new way. Mm. Before we were recording, we were talking about the pop residency and I think it might be a nice, <clears throat> nice thing to mention is that um, Plot Residency was started by Ollie Epp and he's now in collaboration with Andrea, but he started it originally because he sold a load of prints and he thought, what am I going to do with this money? So he self-funded some studios for some artists in London just off his own back. I think it's really nice, a nice way of an artist kind of giving back to the arts community yeah. and to early career artists. I mean, he's still quite young himself, but um, it's really nice to see the kind of the, uh, the altruistic nature of it I think is very nice yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's really inspiring to see actually that I think coming into the art world everyone's like you know it's awful <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, yeah a lot, just, like, a lot of it is for themselves you know and, yeah. and it, de it definitely can be like that but it doesn't, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's nice to see people like actively change trying to change that mm -hmm. challenge that so a lot of your work's about themes and ideas um, that you have an intimate understanding of. Um, for example, what it's like to be a queer woman, um, the female gaze. Um, how autobiographical are your works? And uh, is making works about such personal themes a difficult process? Mm, yeah, I, I really struggled with that when I started um, art school, actually, because I think my work was more personal then maybe than it is now, or like more um, explicitly personal. And... I knew that that was the work I wanted to make and that was the work that was naturally I was interested in making but then when I had to have tutorials or quits like I just find it really really hard talking about it and at first I was thinking that's just my problem like I'm not confident enough about my work or I didn't really have my ideas formulated and then whereas actually it's just the people I'm having these discussions with because it's not everyone that I struggle to talk about it with and you know so, you know when you're like you know a young female artist talking to like a 56 year old guy about your like sexuality you know it's a bit <laughs> it's awkward and intense and I would just be like absolutely mortified the whole time and I'd just be like you can look at this painting and I don't want to like have to explain it to you or like talk about it um because I was doing lots of self-portraiture as well so then I kind of moved away from that and I was using porn a lot in my work as well. Did you move away from that. the self-portraiture because of the awkwardness? Yeah, I think so. And also because then that was kind of the, my only source material. Like mm. I only really had myself to draw from, whereas now I have friends and things who will let me draw them. So yeah. I think it was, yeah, just finding my community, my kind of, yeah. And also my confidences in mm. my work. And how are you finding the difference between living in Brighton with the community there and the community in London, like, artist-wise? Mm, yeah, it's it's very different, I think. I think most of the artists in Brighton are... Um, I don't know what's the word. Like, generally people are older and more... Um, 
commercial. Okay. I'd like so I want to be testing the artists because <laughs> they are great. Not all of them. I just mean the ones that I'm around. Mm. Um, I love the artist community there, but I don't think it's my community. It's not where I think I would be forever. And I found my space. I think I have that more in London. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Kind of going back to something you mentioned before when you were talking about art school and whatever. Um, when you're making your works, what are you trying to say to the viewer? And do you have that in mind when you're making the works? But also, do you have in, in your mind that these works are going to be um, seen and evaluated by people who haven't had that kind of experience? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm mainly making them for people who have had that kind of experience because I want people to be able to see themselves in like in in art, which you just you just don't like. I've ne- never really walked into a gallery and seen a painting that I think like I can relate to in that sense. Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's nice that other people like my work, but it's not. I'm not really thinking about that when I'm making my work, and I want it to be. I want it to be explicitly clear. What explicitly queer, like women and um, sexuality and everything. I want that to be clear so people know what it is and there's no ambiguity which I think a lot of artists previously have kind of done maybe if they didn't want to I don't know label themselves or anything there's just been this kind of um, ambiguous like oh you know maybe there's a relationship there maybe there's not and of course that's like up to them and yeah but I think that's not necessarily so you're being explicit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want it to be. Yeah. So, um, so say, obviously, you make this work to say a certain thing. Do you? Are you um, making these works for yourself, or are you making them for the viewer? I mean, are you trying to convey a message, or are you trying to record a, an emotion? Yeah, yes. more record an emotion. Right. And yeah, I think like for my younger self, I think I'm always making them for because, um, I think as well like with the. You know, they're usually in domestic settings in like homes and in kind of like warm um, environments. And I think that's something that, you know, that kind of like simple domesticity in a queer relationship is something you just don't see when you're younger and is really important, even though it's just like normal every day. People think, you know, especially when you're younger, like I didn't ever think that I could get married or have kids and have that like kind of like traditional, normal um, life. So be able to see that, I think, is important. Mm. So for people who may not have seen your work, can you explain a little bit about the interplay between your paintings and the gallery wall that they interact with? Um, And what's this device used for? Uh, So I paint on canvas sometimes and sometimes on PVC, which I stretch over a wooden stretcher in the same way I might stretch a canvas. Um, And when I work on that material on a larger scale, um, I uh, hang them kind of slightly away from the wall and then we'll paint on the wall behind. So there's that kind of interplay of layers and um, colours and it's mainly about being able to see, physically like see through the skin and the flesh and it becomes like physically more than just what you're seeing on display or like more than the exterior um, kind of shell. Yeah, and then also it being more of a kind of experience, you can walk around it, it looks different in the light. Um, I've tried having those paintings on different backgrounds, like a black background, a white background, completely changes the image. 
So I think also that freedom for me in being able to take that painting down, take it to a new show, paint the wall a different colour or a different shape behind, and it looks completely different. What happens when someone buys one and say they wanted... Would you go and install it with yeah. the painting behind? Yeah. And what if they wanted to hang it on a green wall? <laughs> or a beige wall or a purple wall? Yeah, a green wall would be very offensive, I think. <laughs> what would you um, do in that in that case? I don't know. I mean, if someone's going to like buy it, then pay for it. <laughs> they can do what they want. Um, yeah, I've, I'm quite kind of strict on my colours. Um, I like neutral colours for backgrounds kind of creamy, beigey colours, um, and something that complements it. I've like played around a lot with background colours when I was first doing that. So running up and down like with my paintings, putting them on top of different paintings to try and like see what would look nice and it basically doesn't look nice on anything that's not kind of the same creamy neutral colours. Mm. It's probably the case for a lot of paintings. Yeah. Actually the show we saw last night there was some really brightly coloured paintings on um I guess like a beach panelled wall. Mm. For some of them it really worked, but mm. then some of them it just looked quite odd. Yeah. Maybe that was the approach that they were going for, I don't know. But mm. but yeah, so let's dive in with a big question again. <laughs> is uh is there something you've done in your career so far that in retrospect you wish you never did? Ooh. Uh, as an example, yes. Yes, I asked this is. to someone else and he just said, Yeah, a lot of my early work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was Richie actually, Richie Colbert we were talking about earlier. Um, yeah, I, I bended my morals, I think. Uh, this show came up, this is also what, before when I was just saying yes to everything and I felt like I couldn't turn anything down because I'd be missing opportunity and that was just, you know, a bad idea. Um, yeah, these people uh, contacted me saying they loved my paintings and they wanted me to paint a male nude for their show um, about male nudes and how normally paints them. Um... And first, like, I sent it to my friends, like, as a joke, like, can you believe these people are, like, emailed me saying, wanted me to, um, paint, like, it was, penis was in the title, that they wanted you to paint, like, right, a well. penis, yeah. So, I was joking about it initially, and was like, oh, there's no way I'm doing this, and then I was like, oh, well, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't miss an opportunity, so I came back to them and said, um, yeah, like, do you want me to, you know, a new painting, do you want to, me to, to produce a new painting for this show, and they said yes. So then, and I was really busy, it was like in the middle of degree show time, so I was just, like banged out this painting that I hated, and the whole exhibition process was stressful, and I didn't like it, I didn't want anyone to know that I've been in this <laughs> exhibition, I thought people, my friends were going to like judge and me. And then now you're telling people about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't put it on my website. Um, the show was actually great, all the other artists were great, and obviously that's what they do all the time but I just think it was weird that they asked me to do it and I shouldn't have did you learn any valuable lessons aside from don't say yes to everything did you learn any valuable lessons from doing that um I think I learned that I definitely don't enjoy that or like don't because I didn't really know where to start because I paint all my um usual paintings from life and I was like oh I think I'm gonna get one of my friends to like draw the thing and I just felt uncomfortable about that so I was like googling images of like naked men to try and draw and it just um I didn't enjoy the like the process of painting I don't know what I was doing I felt like I needed to do something that was different and it was everything about it was different to my usual process so mm. I think I, I tend to say no to commissions just because I find that if 
if it's a commission, I'm just not loving it. And whenever I'm doing something and I'm not loving it, then it's just never going to be my yeah. best work. It's always garbage. And then I always regret doing it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's probably that's probably simple. Although, having said that, I have done a few commissions this year and I've actually really enjoyed it. How did you overcome um, the, uh, like, saying yes to everything? How, how have you, like, battled against that? I think that show was the turning point. <laughs> was it? Yeah. So it might, it might have been worth doing then. Yeah. Just yeah. for bringing yeah. that re- realisation. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think that was a kind of point I just thought I haven't actually gained. Well, maybe I have now, but at the time I thought I haven't gained anything from this experience and mm. I've just wasted time and money and I'm busy anyway. So, yeah. And then also doing the Babe show as well because I didn't realise until then how good it could be to do a show where people really value you. And I think before I'd just been thrown in sometimes as like a token. So, um, yeah, that was kind of... That was an open call, right? Yeah, it was an open call. How much of your work do you plan beforehand? Do you do you work from sketches or do you mm. just go wild on that? All right. Yeah, yeah, I work from sketches. So I'll do my drawings from life, and then um, so usually the drawing will just be like the outline of the figure, and then maybe some background um, objects if I'm including them, and then I'll project those up if I'm doing a big painting, and then. Uh, kind of paint that outline in and then the rest I will just kind of make up freestyle yeah so what do you ever exhibit these sketches no um do they feel too personal or no not they feel too personal I should really sometimes I like them more than the yeah if I ever if I ever do a larger piece from a sketch I always prefer the sketch do you yeah and I think why have I wasted all my time doing this yeah doing this massive thing when I've said exactly what I wanted to say within the sketch Mm. yeah I've should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you do if you're struggling for inspiration? Have you got any techniques to overcome it? Um, I just draw what's around me. Like I draw like really boring, banal things that I don't, you know, my water bottle or something, just to <laughs> kind of do something. Um, and then I'll just go to exhibitions really, and then mm. draw from from that. Sometimes I go around places that I wouldn't usually. Not not like, but like I go around the National Gallery when usually that's not like my, you know, main source of inspiration. Like those kind of paintings, but just go there, sit in front of something, and then draw, just draw some paintings, and then or just take small bits from yeah big paintings. Mm-hmm. I find I get more from seeing shows and art that I don't like than I do from. Oh seeing, really? Yeah, I don't know why that is. Mm. Maybe it's learning what you don't want to do is yeah. easier to learn mm. than to identify things that you do. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would be one piece of advice you'd give to a young artist who's just starting out? Um, or a few pieces of advice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't have to be one. <laughs> I think I'd say to uh, kind of stick with what, like, just kind of be tr- true to your your ideas and kind of, I don't know, it sounds like really cringy to say, but believe in yourself, but I think sometimes. Um, like I definitely did doubt what I was making a lot during my degree because people would say, like, aren't you just, um, you know, like reinforcing this idea of sexualizing women by painting women naked? Like, why do you need to do that? And also, like, why is it different for me to paint women naked in a kind of sexualized way? Like, I can't just assume that it's different because I'm a woman, whereas if I was a man, um, 
and sometimes I, w- I obviously question that myself and um what was your response to that question when you were asked it I just I don't know like I, it's always been my main thing that I'm attracted to like even any show like I just love paint I just love painting nudes like it's the only thing I've ever painted really or well, I used to do portraits but then like it's still like the figure or like people um so yeah I mean it's hard to sort of especially when you don't really know fully what you're doing or why you're making your work it's hard to be like this is what I'm doing and I'm not gonna go and paint something else because you think it would be better but I think a little bit of that as well mm. um I don't know yet yeah, do do some shows but then don't say yes to everything um think about like how much money it's going to cost you how much time it's going to take is it going to be worth it um do your research before you do a show Mm. and you just walk in so if you had unlimited money and time and space what would your like dream project be it's another big question that we ask a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i think i just get a big show together with all my favorite artists and friends and do something kind of similar to the babe show but um again just platforming like young black queer artists or even young any black queer artists uh-huh. great. that's great thank, thank you for coming yeah, thank, thank you for joining <laughs> thanks for having me